We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's going on everybody welcome back to the pack a day podcast i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl thanks so much for joining me today another beyond crazy insane day in the national football league just as we were wrapping up a week that included, oh, I don't know, Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns, Carson Wentz to the Washington Commanders, Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos, of course, Aaron Rodgers returning to the Green Bay Packers, multiple franchise tags used. It was already a massively crazy week before even the start of NFL free agency. And then Sunday comes and Tom Brady returns from retirement 40 days into his retirement. And he said, screw that. I'm coming back. I'm ready to play football again. And it is massive news, right? It completely changes the shape of the NFC. I've been talking about all week how it really seemed like this was potentially the Rams and the Packers in the NFC. There, There just didn't seem to be other teams that were you know, ready to compete at a super high level. And yes, you know, the 49ers, maybe the Cardinals, maybe the Cowboys, some other team was probably going to get involved, but this felt very much like a two horse race. Not anymore. This changes everything. Tom Brady is back in the NFC and you know, if he's back, like they're going to compete in some capacity. And yes, there were some signs, especially towards the end of that, you know, end of last year, especially as their receivers started to get banged up, that it wasn't quite the same. I don't care. You know that that team is going to be all in once again. Brady is going to do everything he can to get that team back to a Super Bowl. And again, I think it completely changes the landscape of the NFC. Now, I love this. And I know I'm probably going to be in the minority here. And I know that as, you know, from a Packer fan standpoint, it's not ideal, right? And if your prerogative is simply, I'm a Packer fan and this is worse for the Packers because Tom Brady's in the NFC and that makes the NFC tougher and could potentially be another team to eliminate Green Bay on their quest to try to win a Super Bowl. I get that. And I certainly will not argue that against you if that is your main prerogative, or maybe you just don't like Tom Brady. But even if you don't like Tom Brady, as a pure NFL fan, to me, either you love him, which means you want to enjoy watching him more, or he's the classic heel. He's the guy you want to see lose. And there is so much value in that. To me, the worst 
thing to turn on a game is just two teams, right? And it's the NFL. So I could watch, you know, Jaguars and Commanders like in a preseason game and enjoy the heck out of it. But you want somebody that is, you know, you can cheer for and you want somebody that you can cheer against. This is WWE Wrestling 101. You have a face and you have a heel. And either in most scenarios, in the vast majority of scenarios for you, Tom Brady is probably either your face or more likely for those listening to this, Tom Brady is your heel. And I, I, first of all, I love Tom Brady for the NFL. I think he, uh, again, is either one of those two extremes for most people. I think he makes it more entertaining to watch. And I, I've really respected and enjoyed how Tom Brady plays the game. I don't think there's ever going to be another player like him. I would give anything to see another season, you know, not now per se, but like, I wish I could go back and watch another season of Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. You know, I, I'm enjoy. I'm trying to enjoy LeBron James as his career starts coming to, to you know, to an end. And like, I, I would love to go back, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, like any of these all-time greats, I would love to go back and watch another season and now we get another season with Tom Brady. And is it going to be probably prime Tom Brady? Probably not. But he plays the game in such a unique and interesting way. Yes, that includes a lot of checkdowns, but he gets the ball out of his hands so quick. He maneuvers the pocket so well. And it's just such a it's such a unique and special way to play the game that he has mastered. And I'm very excited to get to see it again. I know I'm, again, probably in the minority and that. But again, even if you hate him, even if you want to see him lose, to me as an NFL fan, there is value in that. Now, I know that there's some that are saying like, oh my goodness, Tom Brady, all this drama, he retires, he unretires, Brett Favre 2.0, who's going to talk about, you know, Aaron Rodgers and his drama when Brady's pulling this. Okay, but like, who's actually upset by this? Because you know what? The Buccaneers certainly are not upset with this. I don't think Tom Brady or anyone surrounding Tom Brady is super upset with this. His teammates in Tampa, certainly not upset with this. The fans of the Buccaneers, I can promise you, are not upset with this. You know well, you know who else isn't upset with this? The NFL. Like the NFL gets their their golden boy back for another season in a year that already has like we're we're ramping up for an AFC that has like all these amazing quarterback matchups. And now in the NFC you get Rodgers and Brady trying to do everything they can to get to one last Super Bowl. Like the the drama that this NFL offseason is already sparking is beyond incredible. And I can't wait for the drama. I can't wait for the storyline. So yes, there is some drama surrounding Tom Brady and his leaving and returning. I know some people are thinking that he retired to like maybe hope that Tampa Bay would go and maybe get a Deshaun Watson and then he could unretire and go to a different team. I don't know. I don't necessarily see it that way. I don't get that feel from people who write about the Buccaneers, but who knows? Who cares? He is back. And to me, that makes the NFL more interesting and better. But of course, it does make things much more complicated for the Packers at best. And I mean, at best, it makes one of their regular season games harder because yes, the Packers do face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2022. So that's, you know, assuming everyone's healthy, right? That's a harder game than it would have been had Brady not been there. Probably what Kyle Trask, or maybe they get, you know, take a flyer on another quarterback. Whoever it was, was not going to be Tom Brady. And at worst, it could be a team that legitimately blocks the Packers from getting to another Super Bowl. So yes, it definitely complicates things. We're going to touch base more on that in just a moment, but I do again think, I want to reiterate, I I couldn't be more excited. I'm excited that he's back. I think it adds to the NFL. I am a Packer fan. I have not made any bones about that. I want them to do well, but I also, it, it's the old Ric Flair, right? I know I'm giving a lot of WWE references here, but you want to beat the, you know, you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. Like go out 
and win with the teams that are on your schedule and go be the best. I don't want a cakewalk to the Super Bowl. I want Green Bay to overcome. I want them to overcome Brady. I want them to overcome the 49ers. I don't want to have to avoid them. I want Green Bay to be the best. And they have the ability to do that. And again, yes, I think this makes things harder, but I think it makes the NFL better. And as much as I'm a Packer fan, I'm a football fan and an NFL fan, and I am here for more Tom Brady. Again, even if you want to cheer him to lose, I think that makes it that much more fun. All right, let's move on to another quarterback because, oh, by the way, this is not the only big quarterback news that happened even on Sunday. Immediately after Tom Brady announces that he's returning, it's announced that Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings work out a one-year, $35 million, fully guaranteed extension, including a no-trade clause, which will completely make him and guarantee that he is going to be the starting quarterback for the Vikings this upcoming season. There had been some news and notes and rumors and everything else that maybe Minnesota was going to trade him. That is clearly not the case. He will be a Minnesota Viking. And that's another thing that potentially makes things just a tad bit harder for the Packers this upcoming year. That being said, I think if you're the Packers, you're not too upset about this, right? And as I mentioned in the last couple of days, if you watch me on the video, really like, well, really like from a Bears standpoint, what the Bears are doing, realizing that right now they're not set up to compete with Green Bay or just compete in the NFC in general. So moving on from a Khalil Mack and Eddie Goldman, a Tariq Cohen, and, and getting some salary cap space, getting some draft picks in return, and starting to build up the youth of this team makes sense as right now they're not ready to compete with Green Bay. And in Green, you know, Green Bay, we know, is going to have to do probably a fairly aggressive rebuild two to three years from now. That's when Chicago should be looking to be as good as they can possibly be. The Minnesota Vikings, I thought may go in that direction as well. Maybe start a little bit of a rebuild if the rumors about trading Kirk Cousins were true. Even if they got like a seventh round pick in return for Kirk Cousins, right? Just getting off of that contract and starting to go in a different direction could have done them wonders, even just having a worse record this season so they could potentially have a top pick next year. That to me would have been the direction that you would have wanted to go in if you were in the you know if if you were the Minnesota Vikings. As much as I like the the move for the Bears and what they're doing and, and hate that for Green Bay. I hate what the Minnesota Vikings are deciding here and, and frankly love that for Green Bay because the Vikings are going to be middling. And yes, I think there's a really good chance that with this team and Kirk Cousins and a new, you know, new coach and things like that, that they are competing for a playoff spot, certainly, and maybe even for an NFC North title. I think they could potentially, if, if, you know, if a couple things fell the right way, I mean, Justin Jefferson, Delvin Cook, they get a little bit better amongst the offensive line. They stay healthy on defense, add a couple players here or there. Yeah, that's a competitive team in the NFC, but they're in no way, shape, or form ready to compete for a Super Bowl. And I don't think that's ever going to happen under Kirk Cousins. So to me, you're delaying the inevitable. You're, you're not opening a window in the future. You're trying to keep some weird, bizarre window open now. And yes, I know that there's value in having a quarterback rather than none and trying to have to search for that quarterback, but they don't have that in Kirk Cousins. Yes, he played really well a season ago, probably what, a top seven quarterback in the NFC still, top seven or eight. Like Again, they can be competitive with that roster, just not Super Bowl competitive. And I think they ultimately end up in no man's land once again, because Kirk Cousins is not going to be the guy that elevates you, especially when he's making as much money as they are about to pay him. So really don't like this for Minnesota, which means I really like that for Green Bay. And it's just very interesting to see 
very a very different approach from what the Bears are doing. I think this will pay off much more for the Bears in the long run than it will for the Minnesota Vikings. And again, if I were the Vikings, the Lions, the Bears, I'm looking at 2024 as the year that I want to start really getting after it, as probably Aaron Rodgers is retired by that point and Green Bay has no salary cap space and they have to start an aggressive rebuild. Instead, Vikings looking a little bit more at the here and now by bringing back Kirk Cousins. And I just don't think that that's the right way to go. And again, if you're a Packer fan, probably a good thing to see Kirk Cousins get that type of deal and return to the Minnesota Vikings. Meanwhile, we are still not done with quarterback news in the NFC because it's seeming more and more likely that Deshaun Watson is going to end up in the NFC. Now, as I mentioned the other day, I don't really care to touch base on Deshaun Watson all that much, but it is relevant to talk about because it does seem more and more like he is going to be on a you know NFL team this upcoming season. That's not the Houston Texans, that he's going to get traded. And then of course, we'll have to see just how much of this year he's able to play. Is he suspended? Is this a long-term play? But Ben Albright tweets out on Sunday night that it seems like it's a two-horse race between the Saints and the Panthers. And he also mentioned that the Saints at this point, he thinks are in the lead. Either way, if that's the case, if he ends up in, in Carolina or with the Saints, that also changes the dynamic quite a bit for quarterbacks in the NFC. We just talked about, or at least I just talked about, the fact that the NFC, what, top five quarterbacks was looking like, you know, after Brady had retired, you know, Deshaun Watson's, the legal stuff was still in question. You had, you know, Breeze retired two years ago, Russell Wilson traded. All of a sudden you're looking at the NFC and you're like, okay, you know, you got Matthew Stafford, you've got Aaron Rodgers, you've got Kyler Murray, you've got Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan. Like those are probably your top six quarterbacks. It looks pretty barren. Meanwhile, in the AFC West, you've got Mahomes and and, uh, and of course Russell Wilson and you know and Justin Herbert all in the same division. Like that's the difference between even just the AFC West and the NFC right now. So it looked like a NFC that at least from a quarterback standpoint was totally up for grabs and there for the taking for Aaron Rodgers and and the NFL or in the uh, Packers in the NFC. Now. And, and oh, by the way, it also felt like Kirk Cousins maybe could get traded, maybe to the Colts, maybe to another team in the AFC, making things even worse for quarterbacks in the NFC. Instead, all of a sudden, Kirk Cousins is back in the NFC North, which again, makes things a little bit more challenging. We just saw the Vikings beat the Packers in Minnesota this last year. Tom Brady unretires, and now Deshaun Watson may very well end up with either the Carolina Panthers or the New Orleans Saints that changes a lot over the next two seasons where Green Bay is hoping to open up this last window and make one more run. You know, it, it just complicates things. It makes things more difficult than the NFC. And like I said, just a moment ago, I don't want to have to avoid anyone, right? I want Green Bay to be the best team because and win a Super Bowl because they are the best team. But what looked like a fairly up for grabs and barren quarterback conference just a few days ago now may not seem that way. And again, we'll have to see what happens with Deshaun Watson if he actually gets traded to the NFC South, if he's actually able to play at all this upcoming season. That's going to still be major question marks that need to get an, you know answered. What team can Tampa Bay put around Tom Brady? We already know that uh, Ali Marpet is not coming back. He's staying retired. They're going to, you know, Chris Godwin's coming off an ACL injury. They're going to have to sort of retool a little bit in Tampa Bay. We'll see how they exactly go about doing that. They have a lot of free agents that they're going to have to figure out. And of course, Minnesota is not ultimately a threat. 
you know, to win a Super Bowl. But again, just being a better team makes things a bit more challenging in the NFC as well. So we have gone through a lot of just NFC quarterback changes just in this past week. And again, if you look at what it could have been to what it is now, a major, major difference by, again, potentially Deshaun Watson and especially Tom Brady coming back and, and playing in the NFC. So we'll still keep an eye on Watson and what happens there, but with Cousins re, you know, re-signing and making sure that he's a Viking this year, Brady coming back to Tampa Bay, we already have major, major changes in the NFC. And oh, guess what? This is not the only moves that happened on Sunday either. Zach Ertz resigns with the Cardinals, Michael Gallup resigns with the Cowboys, and Devin McCourty resigns with the Patriots. All pretty big extensions or, or deals on uh, each of those uh, individual deals, but just so much going on. It's why the NFL is king. There are it, it feels like there's a new breaking story like every moment. And we are still days away from the start of the new league year and free agency actually starting. Support for the Packaday podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off in free worldwide shipping with code Packaday at manscaped.com. Friends, Inside this package, you're going to find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver ball deodorant, Crop Reviver toner, Performance Boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. And let me tell you a bit more about this Lawnmower 4.0. This fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, sort of important, thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof and has a 400K LED spotlight you need for a more precise shave. Right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code Packaday at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code Packaday. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire 
to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. However, we do have one of those, you know, sort of deadlines to clear on Monday. We are ready for the start of you know, the NFL's tampering, legal tampering period, if you will. Not that all of these agents and teams and players have not been tampering and talking to each other for the last couple weeks. It is a ridiculous deadline, but in an interesting sort of way, I've never been for this legal tampering period. To me, just like if you're going to open up a, a legal tamper, like just open up free agency. We're already going to get a ton of tweets from Rap, you know, Rap Sheet and Schefter and all of them, right? Like, just open it up. Like, let them sign the deals. There's no reason not to. And yes, every once in a while, you will have a player who is announced to one team and then decides to go to a different team and it creates a little bit of drama and things like that. But I've always been a pretty staunch, like, let's not do this, you know, legal tamper. Just open up free agency. It's it's such a stupid farce, right? However, in this situation and scenario, I think it actually benefits Green Bay. Now, a lot of these deals, again, are already going to get done. But potentially, it allows Green Bay to maybe gauge a market for Devondre Campbell, Razul Douglas, and start talking to their agents and seeing what other you know kind of offers and deals that other teams are offering them to see if they're going to be able to be in on those conversations. It also allows Green Bay to talk to other free agents before the start of the league year to see if there's interest from some of these agents and players to come to Green Bay and compete for a Super Bowl on a lesser deal. Maybe a player or two that they didn't think they had an opportunity to sign, but maybe a player or two that maybe Rodgers has reached out to and recruited or somebody else has, and that player really wants to come to Green Bay. And with Green Bay needing to get under the salary cap, if all of a sudden they're able to have those conversations and talk to a player like they know ahead of time how much cap space that they need to you know acquire or free up in order to maybe sign a free agent or two at the open of free agency if they do in fact want to go in that direction. Do I expect that to happen? No. I think most things are going to be in house and then I think in a month or two you know, maybe they signed one guy before that, but I think in a month or two, maybe when a couple guys, you know, like a Devondre Campbell squeak through free agency and don't end up getting signed, I think you're going to see Green Bay be much more involved at that point. But for now, it is still, I think, beneficial for them to start gauging what the markets are for Campbell and Douglas, assuming they don't get signed ahead of uh, the tampering period. And again, MVS, same thing. And again, talk to some other free agents and start getting a gauge on what the market is, right? If Devondre Campbell is going to walk all right, start talking to the agent for a Corey Littleton and, and you know Bobby Wagner. And I know they can already because those guys were released, but you get my point, right? They can start setting a little bit of what the market is for inside linebacker, for corner, for all of these different positions and see, all right, is there somebody like Razul that you can get you know, for 50% of the price, but that's 80% of the player? Same thing, Devondre Campbell, maybe a Corey Littleton makes sense there. These are going to be very important conversations for Green Bay to have before they actually have to get under the cap. And my point being here is, let's say there was no legal tampering period and Wednesday was just the start of free agency and they had to be under the salary cap by that standpoint, how they handle some of those restructures and releases may be a lot different 
um, than if they can already talk to some of those free agents ahead of time. So again, I think this is one of the really rare and interesting scenarios where this legal tampering period can actually really help Green Bay. I wanted to go over one other topic here. Peter Bukowski uh, tweeted out on Sunday, outside of Devondre Campbell, do the Packers truly have a top in-house free agent? And then Zach Cruz replied, the rest are luxuries at this point, which I totally agree with. There's no doubt in my mind that Devondre Campbell is still a priority for the Packers and this defense. He called the plays. He was so integral. He was, I believe if I remember correctly, he was the last guy out of the tunnel when the Packers took the field. Like he really became one of the leaders and captains for this defense. And again, first team all pro, fit in Joe Barry's defense perfectly. It, it just is like this really perfect match, right? Every once in a while, you find the right guy at the right time in the right system, and it just matches so well. That was Devondre Campbell in Joe Barry's defense. And you really don't want to see those things divorce. Same thing to some extent with Razul Douglas in that defense as well. But I do think Douglas is going to reach a point where Green Bay is just not able to resign him based on some of their salary cap restrictions and based on what some other team may give him. But after Devondre Campbell... Razul Douglas and MVS would be really nice to have players, but they're not needs. Green Bay can go out and compete and find players that can fill in for those spots without having them on the team. And as I've said all along, I do not expect this 2022 Packers team to be as good on paper as the Packers were in 2021 when they were able to find a Devondre Campbell and a Razul Douglas and some of these guys on the scrap heap, Dennis Kelly, etc., on really cheap prices. I think it's going to be tough to sort of you know, replicate the overall talent. However, when you look at the fact that Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins and Jair Alexander and Zadarius Smith and so many of these top guys missed so much time a season ago, I think Green Bay, if they can stay healthier this season, could still have an overall better roster through the majority of the season than maybe what they did a season ago. And of course, the mo- most important aspect is being healthy at the right time. And you might say, Andy, outside of David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins, like they they got Z and Jair and like so many of these guys back at the right time. And you can make that argument, but A, David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins are a huge part of what was not available and the offensive line really struggled in that game. And B, even though Zadarius and Jair played, they were not 100%, not themselves, and had a, like what, both of them played like six to eight snaps? Like that's not anywhere near the same. So I think Green Bay, just in the... just by being healthier. And there's no guarantee that that happens, right? Zero guarantee whatsoever. But if they can stay healthier this upcoming season, even with a worse starting roster on paper, I think they could actually be a more talented and better football team in 2022 than they were in 2021. So we just talked about the fact that Devondre Campbell, a clear priority, Douglas and MVS, nice to haves, but probably you're going to get overpaid. Next up as an unrestricted free agent, the only guy that I, you know, like I would say like really would be a nice to have back would be probably Corey Bajorquez. Like I think he's still a good punter and I think he'd be nice to have. But again, I think you could make an argument that you could probably find a punter that's 80% of Bojo and, you know, not see that much difference. Now, if you're legitimately wanting to make your special teams good, well, then you need good players. So going 80% of anything on special teams is probably less than ideal, but uh, I still think you could probably make an argument there. And, and the weird, interesting aspect is what, you know, out, outside of the guys that are actually like free agents, the bigger priorities for Green Bay are the players who are already under contract that they have to make decisions on, right? 
Preston Smith certainly being one of those. Are they going to extend him? Are they going to restructure him? Are they going to cut him? Like that's a major decision. Zadarius Smith, to an extent, as of right now, I still think that's an easy, like not easy cut, but I think he gets cut by Green Bay. And, but that's a major decision that they're going to have to make. Adrian Amos, while I completely expect him to be back, another decision, Dean Lowry, Billy Turner, Mercedes Lewis, Randall Cobb, Mason Crosby, to lesser extents towards the end of that list. But all of those are to me the bigger decisions that Green Bay has to make. And those are the guys that are already under contract. So a lot of decisions still for Green Bay to be made, but a lot of those are going to happen in the next two to three days. And it's going to happen fast and furious. But even if they don't, right? Let's just say, let's just say that the guys that are already on the roster for the most part stay and they don't get back Razul Douglas. They don't get back Devondre Campbell or MVS or Bojo, right? This is still a team that's going to have Rodgers, Jones, Dylan, Devontae Adams, probably DeGuara and Mercedes Lewis at tight end, Bakhtiari, John Runyon Jr., Josh Myers, you know, Elton Jenkins along the offensive line. Maybe obviously Jenkins later in the year, but you get my point. Probably Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary along the edge. Probably Dean Lowry and Kenny Clark on the inside. Chris Barnes still at inside linebacker. And I guarantee you, even if Campbell is gone, they will add another piece to that inside linebacker group, whether that is a Corey Littleton or somebody else. I guarantee you they take another flyer on an unrestricted free agent that's probably going to be able to help them, even if they can't get back uh, Devondre Campbell. Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes at corner, Amos and Savage at safety. You know, maybe a Mason Crosby sell a kicker. We'll see. But they still have the core pieces. The heavy lifting has been done by getting back Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Now the hard work is really going to begin for Russ Ball and Brian Gutekunst and this front office and staff and scouting staff, et cetera, the coaches, to really make sure that the young guys are stepping up on this team. The TJ Slaytons, the Josiah DeGuaras, like those type of players AJ Dillon even taking his game to another level, right? Eric Stokes taking his game to another level. Darnell Savage playing at the level that he's capable of playing at. There are a variety of players that need to just step up from what they were a season ago. And then, of course, Brian Gudikins is going to have to be amazing on the fringes once again. I don't know that he can go out and find another Razul Douglas and Devondre Campbell, but if he can find another piece to this team on the cheap, it would be massively helpful. Like every little depth piece or every little contributor that they can get that's an you know above average player, even guys like a Dennis Kelly a season ago, like those are key pieces that Green Bay is going to have to find on the fringes. He's going to have to do well in the draft again. Last year, Eric Stokes, Josh Myers, Royce Newman, TJ Slayton, like a variety of players on this team were having significant impacts or at least impacts on the play on the field in 2021. They're going to have to do that again in the draft in 2022. So a lot of moves to happen, but maybe the most and biggest heavy lifting is going to be with Brian Gutekunst working on the fringes of the roster with very little money to spend, Russ Ball and freeing up as much salary cap space as possible, and the position coaches and the coaches to get as much as they can out of some of these younger players, including their rookie class from this upcoming season. That is going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. Another crazy, crazy day in the NFL from Tom Brady. And this this whole week has just been beyond nuts. And free agency hasn't even started. The tampering window starts today as you're listening to this. It should only, I don't know if it can get crazier, right? Even with all the, like a free agency opening this week, I'm going to, I'm going to go on a limb and say last week will end up being crazier overall than this coming week, but I don't even say that with any level of confidence. And if it's even close, 
buckle the heck up. And from a Packers standpoint, yes, last week we learned that Rodgers is coming back and Devontae has a franchise tag, right? But we are about to learn a lot more about this Packers roster, especially early in the week as they make a ton of moves. So buckle in, get ready. Can't wait to see what happens. It should be super exciting in some way, shape, or form. I know some people are going to lose their jobs, which I'm not certainly looking forward to, but any of those guys are going to get new jobs somewhere in the NFL. So we shall see what happens. And of course, we'll have it covered for you here all all day, every day, 365 days a year. We don't stop doing it. So make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. I'll be back here tomorrow on the YouTube video. Ross, Jake, and Jake will be here on the audio version of the podcast. But until next time, and as always, go Pack Go. the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done